Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sydney McElroy, what is today's topic? Well, Justin, um, I don't know how to I don't know how to break this to you. Just just put it out there, I'm, honey. I'm I know that we sat down to record our podcast and I waited until you started to tell you this, and that seems so strange. Yeah, I kept saying, like, what's the topic? And you were like, wink, wink, I got it, is what you said. And and that was because I didn't know how to tell you that I did not research anything. I have nothing. I don't have, I have nothing to tell you about. I don't have a topic. Why? Well, I've been really busy. Uh, we doctors have to renew our medical licenses every couple of years. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, we have to prove that we know things. And you're busy like doing continuing that. medical education things, and I've been busy doing those things so that I can legitimately renew my medical license and still be a doctor. As a result, uh, I know a lot about some modules on hypertension. Well, but not about anything funny. Well, worry not, my dear, because good news, I am ready for this exact scenario. You're ready for something? The student will once again <laughs> you were become prepared? the master as I present to you my ongoing history of medical television in America. Uh, Justin, that means a lot to me that you were prepared for this. Well, that you thought about me mm-hmm. and how busy I've been yes. as a working mom doctor. Yes, well, Dr. Doc- mom. Dr. Mom, worry not, because I am ready to regale you with more tales from the annals of medical TV. I'll be honest, I was trying to be very comprehensive during volume one, which got us as far as ER, but um, after ER was on for 100 years, uh, <laughs> there were a lot of TV shows about medicine all of a sudden. There have been a lot of TV. I mean, even just since I have been kind of in the medical world. Like a lot. Shows. So this is in no way comprehensive, but I thought we'd talk a little bit more about uh, some medical TV shows, and I'm just hoping, s- sort of, as we go, these premises get a little more outlandish. And you know, it used to be enough to just set a show in a hospital, but after ER sort of like did that, um, you had you had to have a hook. Okay. So I was wondering if you, as we go, maybe you could tell me about some of these hooks, and just like, does does you know how closely they mirror the actual world? I'm just gonna like. Go ahead and say not. Not. Um, but we'll, we'll take them one by one, I guess, as we go. But I'm going to predict that. First up is Becker. 
I know you didn't watch Becker. Nobody did, but somehow it ran from 1998 to 2004. Starred Ted Danson as John Becker, a uh, a misanthropic doctor uh, in New York, in the Bronx specifically, who um, just bad to the bone. He is opinionated, according to Wikipedia. He is cheap. He smokes, and he doesn't care what anybody else thinks. Now, but he cares about his patients. This was on in syndication all the time, right? Yeah, constantly. Like on TBS or something? Always. It? One it of was those just stations. constantly on? One of those super stations. Right. I don't know anything about Becker other than I feel like there was a time period in my life where I could have turned on the television, and at any given moment, Becker was on. And it's weird how quickly our national love affair with Becker just sort of ended, because you can't find Becker now. Don't try. He sounds kind of like House, only before House. Don't get ahead of me. Oh, sorry. Next up is L.A. Doctors, 1998 to 1999. This is a short run about uh, four Los Angeles doctors, and it focuses on the problems with the American medical system back in 1998. The only reason I bring it up, it did not have a long run, but uh, one of the doctors was Cheryl Lee, who you may remember as uh, Laura Palmer. From Twin Peaks. Yeah, in every episode of L.A. Doctors, she was wrapped in plastic, (laughs) and she somehow doled out medical care, which is amazing. Now, you didn't watch this. No. You just researched it. Yeah, so you I just don't know. It. She's so good on Twin Peaks. I have to imagine she'd be great on anything. I bet she I was would. great on LA Doctors. Maybe something else later down. Maybe it was and the she writing. Couldn't, she couldn't save the show, I guess. Got another show to tell you about, Sid. It's called Third Watch. You know this one? I have heard of Third Watch. So third, I didn't watch Third Watch. Th- third Watch is set in New York City. So, so far, New York, LA, New York. Keep it, keep it up, Hollywood. You're getting there. Uh, There's some other places, Hollywood. There are other places. There's a place here that i live there's, there's a, other places this is a story about the new york city police department and the firefighters and paramedics of the new york city fire department uh and they worked okay so this is a weird thing about third watch they worked in a fictional precinct during the 3 p.m to 11 p.m shift right that's third watch okay okay wouldn't fourth watch be the show you'd want to see wouldn't the 11 to 7 be like <laughs> the show you know that's it i would think so just from like working in a hospital it tends to be that, like, it, from an ER perspective, I'm not that I'm an ER doctor, but I've spent a lot of time in the ER through my years in the hospital, and I, that's when the exciting stuff happens. I would think is the fourth, the fourth watch, yeah, or is that the first watch? Well, okay, so that would be, you know what? That's the first watch. That's the first watch. Okay, yeah. Okay, then first watch. That's even yeah. a better name. Yeah. Wouldn't you think first watch would be? What is happening that's so crazy at 3 p.m.? I don't know. It's Who's like people up to- are, another guy was coming home from work and he lost his shoe and nobody can find his shoe and somebody stole his paper on Who's the subway. Up- Who's up to shenanigans when they're like watching the evening news yeah. and preparing dinner? And like at 11, you're not even, I mean, if you are like getting, if you're turned, turned? if yes. you're turned, I, I don't think that you're particularly turned at 11, like you at least like one. Gideon's Crossing was a very short lived show in 2000. Uh, starring Andre Brower, who's the uh, he's the um, captain, police captain on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, know? okay, yeah. Uh, so the only, this is adapted from the work of a Jerome Groupman who wrote a book called The Measure of Our Days. Um, I I brought it up mainly because it was short lived again, uh, trying to catch that ER heat. Maybe uh, it premiered on October tenth. 2000 and ran for one season the last episode <laughs> aired on april 9th 2001 and one episode the last one remained unaired do you know how much you have to hate a tv show as a <laughs> network to be like how many more we got one one canceled it 
Can you imagine there were? It's, I have to imagine there were probably like what ten people guaranteed in America who found out that that episode wasn't running and were just like that was their week, maybe their month. They were devastated. Still a bustling fan community for Gideon's Crossing, I would imagine. Is there? There is for everything. There is for, there everything. Is for everything. Sure, uh, sure. There certainly is for strong medicine. Strong medicine is uh, um, a medical drama that aired on Lifetime. Now, if I'm sure you saw commercials for this. Because it was, they were constantly on, and and you're assuming that I did because I watch Lifetime and that's television no, for women. No, is, that, just, is that what you just said? No, just did the, you really just say no, that? Are you serious? Just, no, because it was created Jeez. by Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, when well, you know what a huge Whoopi Goldberg, I know what a Whoopi head you are. So <laughs> I thought I maybe I follow everything she does. This was a. It was the highest rated original drama on basic cable in, in 2001. It was about two doctors, one of which was like a. Um, Worked in a, a clinic for for uh, the, uh, the poor, and another one worked in a uh, uh, top like h- hospital for like uh, rich people, rich rich people. And she was a conservative person, and the other one running the inner city clinic was a liberal. And they were roommates, and one was really messy, and one was like really a neat freak. Well, sort of actually. The boss tried to fuse their practices, and that's what this show was about for six years. Well, that was doesn't about make their, any sense. their conflicts. I thought it would have been more interesting if the inner city doctor was a conservative and the one running the, the, the fancy wealthy person clinic was a liberal. Wouldn't that be more interesting? That is a more interesting premise, but also I think less believable, I would say, from my perspective. Well,. Fair enough. Maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm a liberal, and I don't. I would not uh, work somewhere that didn't take like Medicaid. But if for you instance. want to get hung up on believability, Sydney, <laughs> let's talk. I about- always do. That's that's the only reason doctors watch medical TV shows. Any doctor will tell you this so that we can pl- complain about stuff. Yeah. yeah. If you want to talk about believability, let's talk about Doctor Billy Ray Cyrus. Excuse me. Yes, <sighs> Doc, 2001 to 2004, starred. Billy Ray Cyrus, Miley's dad, as Dr. Clint Doc Cassidy. Who's, hold, hold on. Is okay. Billy Ray Cyrus officially just Miley's dad now? Miley, is that? Well, he can't be Doc anymore because that ended in 2004. <laughs> no. Aggie Breaky I mean, was even before that. So what do you want? I'm in the. See, I think that that's a generational divide. We're of the generation that there's Billy Ray Cyrus and his daughter, Miley Cyrus. And then I think there's this whole other generation now who's like, you know, Miley's dad. Um,. I think you're probably right, but I think those checks still cash, and I think Billy's fine with that. (laughs) So the reason we're going to start getting into a theme here that is uh, pretty great, and I wanted uh, – this is the first instance of it. For small TV shows that didn't have much of a following, you can tell that some engaged fans who maybe don't do a lot of writing – have taken it upon themselves to fill out the Wikipedia entries. For so- Stop reading ahead. I can see Sorry. you reading ahead. Have taken it upon themselves to, start, uh, to, to fill out the Wikipedia entries for some of these. So some of them are, you're looking at it again. I, yeah, I'm I can tell. Listening. I'm looking right I'm at you. staring Stare vaguely in that else. direction. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to look at her daughter on this camera. <clears throat> She's still sleeping. So Doc was about a Montana doctor who moved to New York to work at the Westbury Clinic, a medical center next to the local hospital. <laughs> Wait, where was he from? Uh, Montana. <laughs> Hannah Montana. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So he left Montana to be with his girlfriend, Samantha. Now, here comes the Wikipedia quote. Clint, Blake, Clint breaks up with her in the pilot because she and he are from two different worlds. Clint has a love for God and people, making him a popular doctor at the office. He often likes to insert little bits of wisdom from Montana into the clinic's 
team's activity. It is mentioned in some episodes that Clint's parents died when he was young. He was taken in by his hometown doctor, Doc Johansson. This adoption leads to Clint's love of medicine. He is the show's main character. <laughs> okay. You know what I like? If he is not the show's main character, that was a lot of backstory. backstory, This is a character you see for 30 seconds in episode three. But we really want you to know because it seems like an important character. That was a long exposition scene right there. (laughs) Uh, that show was probably great. Nip Tuck was uh, ran from 2003 to 2010, about two plastic surgeons. Uh, it was set in Miami for a while and then later um, in in Hollywood. And it was very popular, it seemed. Yes, a lot of people enjoyed Nip Tuck. The reason I wanted to bring it up is because it was created by Ryan Murphy, who after the show went on to create Glee and American Horror Story. And I enjoy both of those programs. Yes, so maybe you'd like Nip Tuck. Probably not. Probably not. No. Los, uh, Hollywood Plastic Surgeons doesn't sound like your cup of tea. No, no. I think that's at the a very far end of the spectrum from family practice in Huntington, West Virginia. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Sid, uh, this next one makes me uh, so angry that I'm hoping that uh, uh, you can help help me with it. Okay. Dr. Vegas, 2004. I don't, I don't know anything about this. Exactly. And you it don't. only existed in 2004. It only existed so it in 2004. <laughs> Unless it, that was the title of the show, Dr. Vegas, 2004. It was, they were predicting how long actually, this show would last. It was last. actually filmed in 1977. It was about a futuristic <laughs> cybernetic doctor. Dr. No, Vegas. Dr. Vegas. Uh, uh, <laughs> my ocular implants are failing, Dr. Vegas. That's actually what they call me at work. Because <laughs> I'm so cool, and you love the ponies, and I wear I wear these shades, and like I'm constantly like lifting them up and being like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, and they're like, <laughs> Doctor Vegas, she's at it again. <laughs> um, so Doctor Vegas is about a doctor who had a Harvard medical degree, but he was the last in his class, so he ended up as the in-house physician at a Vegas hotel slash casino. Um, but he's still, you know, he's still a doctor. You do know? they have those? Apparently, this one does. Is that no? I mean, seriously, do you know? Is that like a normal Wouldn't thing? Wouldn't that be like in the ad, like our own in-house physician? <laughs> what does that say about your casino? Yeah, that we that you need that. That you need one. Is it like our buffets are so expansive? We have our own in-house physician, or like we, we some, will give you so many free drinks. We have we have someone to treat the sores uh, on the buttocks of old ladies from Florida who have sat on the slot machine for 10 hours a day. <laughs> or is this like if we catch you counting cards and we beat the crap out of you? Don't worry. Um, it start, uh, uh, so there was Dr. Vegas and then there was Tommy, who was the hotel's manager, uh, played by Joe Pantoliano, and who was also a hypochondriac. Uh, and the doctor, Dr. Billy Grant, gets help from a nurse practitioner and... Um, some whoa, whoa, whoa. Blah, 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 blah. Wait, he is a doctor at a casino. Doctor at a casino can't handle the patient no, alone. he needs help. He gets his own nurse practitioner to help him out yeah, to they, be a doctor at a casino. It was a broadcast for five episodes. And Sydney, this is what makes me so angry. It starred Mr. Rob Lowe. And this is the show that he left West Wing for. No. And now you know the rest of the story oh yeah handle that that's so that that's heartbreaking i know that's why i left the twist at the end and there was only there were only five episodes why didn't five they, episodes what swing would have taken him back why didn't he go back he probably could have gone back but he, he was could. too proud 
Yeah, and what you know what? That's the idea that Rob Lowe would be last in his class is also completely un- unbelievable. No, he could have charmed his way to the middle tier at least. Well, no, Sam Seaborn is a genius. Yeah, but you know that's a character, right? I'm sorry. The other thing that to consider is that this career path, whatever it may have been, le- still led him to Parks and Recreation. So maybe if he hadn't done Dr. Vegas, Butterfly Flap, its wings, Monsoon, and China, you know, that kind of thing. I guess that's a good way to look at it. It is a good way to look at it. Another... I am glad that show existed just now that I know that that show existed. That's yeah. crazy. And I also want to find out if casinos have their own doctor, because, I mean, maybe I'm looking for a career change. House. I enjoyed that show. House was a great show, or it would have been a completely great show had it ended a few years earlier. House is about, it was sort of basically like a Sherlock Holmes riff. Yes. You could say. A riff on Sherlock Holmes about a guy who was played by Hugh Laurie, who was a real miserable so-and-so. And, uh, but he was also a genius and he was like an internal medicine specialist. Is that right? He was a diagnostician. And I think that's it. That, okay. Let's start with that about house. Okay. There are lots of things. Um, house was on for a while. Yeah. And as a result, I think that I have heard probably every criticism from like my colleagues and, and other people, you know, in medicine that you could level at house. Right. So it was vulnerable to that. Um, house was a, what they called a dia- diagnostician. Now, as far as I know, that is not something that we have in the U.S., at least not something that I was. There's probably some. To. Well, you have to imagine. Somebody. I, it's just not a, I mean, I don't, it, I think he must have done a residency in internal medicine. Yes. But then I don't know. There's no fellowship to become a diagnostician. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody, I, I made this comment once before, and I think somebody told me that that is a specialty in Japan. Hmm, interesting. But I don't know if that's true or not. I, somebody, I think that was like tweeted that at me. But um, yeah. So as far as I know, that's not a real thing. But you here. still liked House. Yes. Because, uh, well, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, Hugh Laurie's great. Yeah, he is great. He's great. And what's even greater is I remember the first time I saw him in a TV interview. I think he was like on Ellen. Mm-hmm. And he he is so pleasant. Yeah, and British. Yes. He's, House he's is so pleasant and British. And he is not mean and American like he is on the show. House is my go-to example, though, for like the problem with American TV versus British TV, where British TV will is perfectly willing to end a show like once it has run its course um in most cases and american tv will just keep going until it's dead which means that people stop watching it because it gets bad or the people on it get powerful enough that they can end the show and house had a great ending like at the end of season i want to say six uh basically the 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 will they won't they couple of the show kind of got together and i know that that's not for everybody but the the they they it was a beautiful ending that they found to the show and they just and it just couldn't stop well and and house's arc was good i mean because you know one of the things so he's he's a curmudgeon he's grumpy he's very intelligent but he is very egotistical and you know most people are vaguely familiar with the show uh but he also has a drug habit right and you keep waiting for him to either basically kill himself or get clean you they keep hinting that he's heading in one direction or the other it's either a horrible collision or he's going to be saved and you finally think he's going to kind of get his get it together and then it just keeps stringing along yeah it just and keeps it, going it's too bad cuz they really did they had some great medical mysteries each episode was kind of like a weird case mm-hmm. and it has become part of our vernacular i'd say most of us in the medical world patients say it too a lot um i'm a real house case or this is a real house case uh that has permeated the medical world um so has uh the I, I, one of the things they say on house all the time it's never lupus 
It's never lupus. Yeah. We say that a lot. It is sometimes lupus, to be fair. <laughs> it is just not lupus as often as doctors think it is lupus. I have another uh, big show for, to talk about, Sydney, but first we got to take a break and go to the billing department. Okay. The medicines, the medicines that for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes smoothies they got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious and the meals you just eat and eat there's no prepping cooking or cleanup get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week you're going to get exactly what you want no surprises here uh and the meals i can say are delicious so what do you got to lose head on over to factormeals.com sawbones50 and use code Sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code Sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash Sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier then you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the— Easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Sydney, I have two words for you. What are they? Gray's Anatomy. You know, I liked, okay, so Grey's Anatomy was a show. Do you mind if I explain No, this? just give me the okay. quick pitch, because we got a lot of shows to get to. Okay, it was a show about a, a teaching hospital, a surgical residency in Seattle. Um, and it was, a, I liked it at first. It was a pretty good show. Um, it had a lot of interesting things that were true about residency and 
and like kind of climbing the ladder, being an intern and what that's like. And But then there's a lot about like romance and people like doing it in the hospital. And, in and, every room. Yes. And stuff like that just isn't happening. And also, and I think I said this in our last episode, scrubs never fit that well unless you get them fitted. Which you would if you were on television. Correct. Um, and most of us doctors just don't look like McDreamy or McSteamy or McGriddle. <laughs> oh, McGriddle. Actually, no, most of us my, do look like McGriddle. <laughs> my favorite doctor, McGriddle, always solving the artery-related <laughs> cases. Um, there was also a spinoff. Did you ever watch Private Practice? It ran for like six freaking years, too. I didn't, I didn't because I, I didn't like Addison on Grey's Anatomy, so I didn't want to watch her spin off. Addison like went to a seaside wellness center or something. Sure. I, I don't know. Probably. What, what was Addison like? Well, that was Derek's ex-wife. That doesn't you know, tell me what she's like. Derek You're defining is McDreamy her by a man. And, well, no, but she like came in and was interfering. And if you liked, you know, initially, if you liked Derek and Meredith together, then she was kind of in the way. And, you know, that was kind of it. The important thing is it gave work to my man, Tim Daly, as her love interest. So that's all I care about. Wings is Tim Daly back on TV. Um, another show I want to tell you about, Royal Pains. And I wanted to see if this is like a thing that you know happens. Uh, it's about a, a an emergency room doctor who messes up uh, and is wrong, or he, he is wrongly blamed. He doesn't mess up. There's a, there's a, a mistake of some sort, and he's blamed for a, a patient who's an important benefactor of his hospital. He's blamed for their death, and he gets fired. Um, which that's kind of weird. But the weirder thing is he goes to the Hamptons and becomes a, a doctor for hire. There's a word, there's a term for it. A, um, like a concierge. Yeah. There, there, con- there are concierge doctors. That is a thing. Um, it's a, it's actually more and more doctors are wanting to go into it because you basically, uh, sometimes you don't even necessarily have to have office hours. You're just kind of at the beck and call of a bunch of people who can pay cash. A lot of the times it's cash. I mean, either insured or, or just cash in hand. Um, you could do it that way. and it, I mean, the, the benefit is that some days you may not work, but then there may be other days where you're going to people's houses all the time. He ends up serving a very wealthy clientele, and, and but also there's an underprivileged population in, in this area, and he helps them too. Royal Paints. It's been on since 2009. It's interesting. What with all the problems with, like, insurance can be such a hassle to deal with on the administrative end. There are more and more doctors who are looking at, like, cash-only models, and that would be one option if you wanted to not for me but maybe also, somebody else also beginning in 2009 was nurse jackie starring the sopranos edie falco as a nurse who uh who liked herself some pills she liked the occasional pill occasional vike occasional perco as they say nurse jackie no that is not what people say they now, say sets my the thing i like tabs ab- tabs uh, the thing i like about nurse jackie uh soon after it premiered uh, the New York State Nurses Association decried the unethical behavior of the title character and the detrimental impression regarding nurses that such a portrayal could have in the public, stating, in the first episode, Nurse Jackie is introduced as a substance abuser who trades sex with a pharmacist for prescription drugs. She has no qualms about repeatedly violating the nursing code of ethics. Yes. Correct. Yes, that is right. And that would also, I would say, violate a lot of codes of ethics and just general, like... Yeah, just like uh, you didn't need to tell us that, like, law. no, 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 <laughs> that is actually in violation of our code of ethics. Yeah, no kidding. You know what's funny is, and I didn't watch Nurse Jackie, but um, you could level a lot of the same criticism at House. And I, I actually had a colleague once who was talking about House and said, this doctor on this show shot 
uh, it was actually a cadaver, and they were trying to prove if you could put if you could put a if you could get in an MRI if you had a bullet in you, what would happen? And so to prove it, he shoots a cadaver, and then they put in the MRI anyway. And he said, "Do you know how unethical it would be to do that?" Well, yeah, yeah like very unethical. Uh, yeah, like I, it's a show. I had completely I had completely forgotten about this new, new next show, but we did watch. One or two of these off the map. Do you remember off the map? Yes. From the people that brought you Grey's Anatomy came off the map about a group of doctors in a in a remote South American village, uh, each look looking for the reason that brought them to medicine. And this was ridiculous because uh, you know it was supposed to like entrance people. I think with like this is what it's like to do. Um, you know, international medicine and to go, you know, somewhere in like a, a developing country and work where you don't have a lot of resources and that kind of thing. And like people are really ama- like amazed with that. And it's like this romanticized thing. But this was a place where there was like this cool. Do you remember this? This like cool bar yeah, with like, like a, a cool like an bar. island theme, like yeah. a tiki bar where everybody hung out and danced. And there were like lots of white people also, by the way. I don't know this as someone who's done international medicine. This is not a fair representation of what we do. I am very upset that we stopped watching this show, which only ever one season. Um, here's just a quick whirlwind tour of some of the stars of off the map. Uh, Dr. Ben Keaton is described as one of the world's greatest humanitarians, but according to, uh, this is according to Mina and Lily, who are two of the characters. Uh, he was married to a woman named Abby and they had a daughter together, but then they died during an accident. How's your show going? So that's sad. But then Brenner, another character whose name is a combination of, uh, breakfast and dinner, uh, shows up on the show and she's like, no, no, no. I have a story that is worse than that. My fiance was killed in a cycling accident after I asked him to go out and get me some cereal. What? What? Oh, like a Mitch Leary death. <laughs> the classic Mitch Leary. Dawson's Creek spoilers, everybody. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the, we should, we'll put at the beginning of this that there are Dawson's Creek spoilers in this episode of Sawbones. What about Cole? Sydney, let me tell you about Cole. He was once addicted to morphine and heroin and consume, consumes candy to stay clean. This is an actual, again, visiting Wikipedia for this description. When Cole and Menard must retrieve heroin to use as painkillers, he contemplates relapsing, carrying around a stash of heroin for a whole day before coming clean to Ben, who then takes his heroin and gives him some more candy. Now, I didn't know, and I'm glad to know this now as a physician, that all I have to do with my heroin addict patients is give them candy it's the oral and they'll fixation be cool. that's all it is i did i didn't know it was that easy to kick the habit emily owens md was when we watched now that last show off the map included a doctor played by uh miss uh mamie gummer who uh is the daughter of meryl streep which i think is pretty obvious when you when you see her and and see her perform she was actually on another medical show after off the map went off the tv schedule uh, called Emily Owens, MD, which is about a uh, medical student who joins a, a residency and she she graduates from medical school and she feels like she's finally a, a grown up and finds out she still has a little growing up to do at the Denver Memorial Hospital. Uh, and her med school crush, Will Collins, is I actually kind of like that show. It was a pretty good it show. Kind of neat. It was kind of and, and not I don't know. It wasn't too far off. It was a little uh, again some of the medical stuff, but that's true for all these shows. Yeah. Um, Mindy Project uh, is a uh, is a is a show that is based. It's of course by Mindy Kaling, 
who uh, you know from the office. Uh, she created the show called The Mini Project. Um, the character uh, is an OBGYN. Now I did not know this, but apparently it was inspired by her own mom, who was uh, her herself an OBGYN. I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that. Did I didn't know that either. I wondered why she chose that. Yeah, that was it was inspired by her mom. Okay, here's the here's the next one. This is fantastic. The Mob Doctor. Now I know you watch this heat. I know you watched The Mob yeah, Doctor. Yeah, so we watched one episode of The Mob Doctor, and we tweeted about it as we watched it because it was so terrible. It's about an actual doctor whose brother is in debt to the mob, um, and she is working off her brother's debt by helping uh, mob people with, like, bullet injuries. Like injuries they get in the mob. And, like, also, by the way, going and giving insulin injections to the mob boss. To the mob boss, Yeah. It was because no one in his family could handle it. Yeah, it's just an insulin injection. You just put it in. Yeah, like I don't. Doctors don't typically go to people's houses to do that. Like people do that. It's okay. On do no harm. Now do no harm only ran for uh, uh, a season. Um, it was about a doctor played by Stephen Pasquale who. Uh, it was sort of a modern take on Jekyll and Hyde. Um, and every night for twelve hours, he switched into an alternate evil personality. Uh, that was named Ian Price, and uh, uh, it, apparently he used to keep it under wraps with some sort of pharmaceutical concoction. Um, and uh, but but when he develops an immunity, his his uh, alternate ego comes out and starts trying to destroy his life. It is notable, perhaps for no other reason than it uh, co-starred our friend Lin Manuel Miranda as Dr. Ruben Marcado. A clinical pharmacologist at uh, and uh, Doctor Cole's friend. So that's reason enough to watch it. So that's reason enough to. Wa- I mean, you 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 could probably find the whole thing on on DVD. I would imagine it's available there. Uh, uh, and you could go see Lynn's show Hamilton. It's it's open. It'll, it'll open next month, I think. You can go see it. Um, it's uh, open to rave reviews, and everybody loves it. It's a Broadway show. It's a Broadway show. It's great. Um, okay, Sydney. This next premise seems insane to me. It's called Black Box. It, again, ran for one season. A lot of not great luck for uh, some of these shows. Uh, uh, but, you know, that's television. You know, you, 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 you try something, it works, or it doesn't with the audiences. Who can tell? We're not soothsayers here in the television industry. Um, not that I'm a part of it. But uh, Okay, so Black Box was about a famous neurologist who secretly had bipolar disorder and has been keeping that a secret from everybody except her psychiatrist. Is that feasible in any way, shape, or form, Sydney? It depends on what you're saying. I mean, like, if, if you're medicate, like, if you're taking medication and, you know, you're managing your bipolar disorder, it's totally feasible that nobody knows about that. If you're not taking medication and you're in the midst of, like, a severe manic episode, it would be hard to hide that, which was um, really well portrayed on... Um, you know. Yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah. My so-called life. Oh, my God. Claire Danes. Okay. All Thank right. You. Uh, no, not on My So-Called Life. By uh, Claire Danes. On. 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 Border the show. Lands. Border Town. <laughs> the show that we watched. We really watched we it. We watched this one. Um, the quick, but, but, you know. Really well, really well portrayed. Bipolar disorder. Really. In a manic episode, you can't hide it. Okay. People will know. Uh, the Night Shift, the name of that show is going to come to me as soon as I stop recording. Uh, the Night Shift is one that we uh, we also uh, indulged in for a little bit. It's about um, an overnight shift. So thank you. Finally realized that that's where the heat is. 
at the San Antonio Medical Center when there's uh, several doctors there who have like ex-military training or uh, relations to the military and it start uh, uh, the the lead is a Dr. TC Callahan. Okay, uh, Justin, I'm going to need to talk about this show and you're going to need to hold Charlie so I can say it. Okay. Okay, handoff complete. <laughs> this is the thing about the night shift. Being a doctor is fun sometimes. And there are things we could do that, or there are things that we do that sometimes look and sound kind of cool. So, like, I get that. But here's the thing. We're not really that cool. You should never, like, have a TV show about medicine where the main character is sitting astride a motorcycle among his colleagues because we're just not that cool. Like looking like a deleted scene from Grease 2. <laughs> That's not who a, we a are. A refrain and, of cool rider begins. And if you work at a hospital where everybody after their shift is over goes to the roof and drinks beer together in the middle of the day or in the morning, like is a big party. Like if there's a cookout and you're drinking at work. Um, that's a problem. There's a problem there. People are... Ha- Your physicians. Yes. Someone there has a problem and they need help. What if this you got to the hospital? What, like what if you to be got to the doctor? hospital? What if you got to the hospital at 8 a.m. and as you're going in, you look up on the roof and see a bunch of doctors drinking beer? Like, is that is this normal? Oh, yeah. Every day they're out there. Every morning. No. I'm sorry. And it also makes it sound like what we do. I mean, it's it's still... We're not... We're just people doing a job. Just doing our best. You put your That's ill-fitting scrubs on one leg at a time. That's all we are. There's Real. nothing. We're not that cool. I, I wish to, we were. Wanted to end on a high note, Sydney. The Nick. Tell me about The Nick, because I, I didn't watch it. It was too much for me. The Nick is a great show. Um, so I've been watching it. It's set back in like the early 1900s. It's at the Knickerbocker, which that's The Nick, is a hospital in New York. And um, it's really interesting. It's about a lot of different things, like the the obviously the medical things of the time. It's a lot of the heroic era of medicine. So when people were doing kind of crazy stuff because they didn't understand things very well. Um, so you see a lot of crazy medicine, a lot of old stuff, a lot of stuff we talk about on the show, like the story of Typhoid Mary is on there. Um, and then you also uh, see a lot of interesting things about the time, like women's position, that time in history, and uh, race relations. And it's a really cool show. And the first season just ended, so I would highly recommend watching it all and then starting when the next one does. Uh, so that's going to do it for us for this truncated uh, history of TV medicine that's gotten us uh, to the to the modern era. I want to thank the MaximumFun.org network for having us on. Uh, they've got a ton of great shows like Wham Bam Pow, uh, Rendered, uh Stop podcasting yourself, Jordan, Jesse, go judge John Hodgman. Um, uh, no matter what you're into, you're going to find something that you like on uh, Maximum Fun. You can find those all at MaximumFun.org. And uh, that is going to do it for us. Thanks to the taxpayers, I should say. Thank you to the taxpayers for letting us use their song, Medicines, as our intro and outro. And uh, that is going to do it for us, folks. Until the next time that we have a medical issue to talk with you about, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.